morning, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Daily Coffee. I'm Carter Laren, joined as always by the bad man, Majama. Carrie Smith. Hey, Carrie. Hello, Carter. Good morning. Good morning to you. How was your weekend? It was good. The Red Poppy Festival was this weekend. I got to go to yeah. a little bit of it. Did you? You went to the Red Poppy Festival? Yeah, it's it's great. It's like uh, live music and vendors and. Really live music in Austin. That's unusual for an event of some kind. <laughs> but it's not in Austin. It's in Georgetown. Uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> but people from Austin, everyone comes to it. It's packed. Yeah. So. so news over the weekend. Obviously, there was the synagogue shooting on uh, Saturday. Fortunately, I think only one person. I mean, it's not good that one person was killed. But uh, only one, I guess, is an improvement over 50. What we've gotten uh-huh. used to, yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I read, um, like a good dissenter, uh, you and I both read the manifesto, um, that he wrote and some disturbing things about it are, he's clearly was inspired by the New Zealand shooter. Like he yes. calls that out very, very specifically. Um, this manifesto, I, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you and I kind of talked about this and, and agree I think it um, we may it may inspire more crazies to action than yes. the villain manifesto. Um, even though this guy didn't bother to try and use any like data or cloak anything in facts, he didn't really try and make a rational argument. The New Zealand guy tried to make an argument, um, which you know obviously was flawed, which we've talked about. Um, but this guy, I don't. He didn't really even try and support what he was saying. He just ranted about Jews, um, which someday we need to talk about because I really don't understand it. I don't understand the anti-Jew thing mm-hmm. um, very much. But um, he didn't uh, he didn't really try and support it. He just, it was very emotional. It was like a, an emotional, you know, rant. And, uh, but, but it was, but it was impassioned. And I, and he called for other people to follow him. And, you know, our concern, both of our, you know, we talked about this. Our concern is that this guy, this thing may be actually more, uh, might may incite more people to further craziness. Um, yeah, I, well, it's interesting. I think the, um, the New Zealand, the New Zealand shooters manifesto, he was clearly inspired by that guy in Norway in 2011. Yep. Anders, I always say, I can't say his name, Breivik, Breivik. You don't have to. Yeah, but that guy. Uh, he wrote a very long manifesto. It's like a book and yeah. full of data. And um, and then it was almost like the New Zealand guy took that and condensed it and had something, you know, that's that's going to inspire more people because how many crazies are going to, how many people are going to, I shouldn't say, but you know, how many people are going to read that very long thing and take something from it? Well, this guy in New Zealand did. And so then he condenses it down into something that someone like this guy and it was San Diego, right? Um, it was San Diego. Yeah. That, so that that guy takes something from it. Now you've got this distilled version of this guy who was influenced by New Zealand, who was influenced by the new the Norway guy, and uh, and he was influenced. He mentioned some others as well, but the um, but his yes, I think that his is unfortunately if it, he has a way with words, he writes in a passionate way, and I think that he is going to inspire others because he's very accessible. His language is very accessible, and he doesn't need yeah. to include data. 
and no, he's and he, lots of memes and he's using in jokes and so it seems cool and um you know they did the oh gosh i feel so bad for pewdiepie i was he just did, gonna say that i feel so yeah I feel so bad. PewDiePie had to do a video. I watched it. Oh, I'm glad he did. But he's like, you know, I'm done with the subscribe to PewDiePie meme. This started off as a meme. It was really fun. It was positive. It was about getting people. He was trying to hit over a million subscribers. And right. then because the media, which is ridiculous, has called him a white nationalist and Nazi and all this stuff and gotten him trying to de demonetize him. Right. Now you have these people who've been doing in jokes about how he's, he's a Nazi because he's clearly not. Right. And so, now you're getting people who are white nationalists making fun of the media and putting it in there. And an obvious, I mean, obviously, because he says there's someone who funded this whole thing and he's a genius and his name yeah. is PewDiePie, you know, subscribe to PewDiePie. That's yeah. clearly a lie. And it, it's a joke at the media's expense, but it's also a joke at PewDiePie's expense. That sucks. Can you imagine having your name tied to these horrific murders? And so I just felt really bad reading him. Oh gosh, not again. No, I feel I feel super bad for him. But it, and it's it's um it wouldn't be so bad for PewDiePie if the legacy media got the joke, right? If people yeah. got the joke and they realized like, oh, he's you know because if because if they said that about if he said that about like, oh, the person who funded me was Bernie Sanders, everyone would be like, oh, he's just saying that, blah, 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 and it wouldn't have yeah. any impact. But the legacy media wants to blame PewDiePie, and so they just use this as ammunition. Yeah, they're probably um, going to. I haven't looked to see if they have, but I'm sure they are. No, I mean, I'm they sure. already do those ridiculous things, like that that debunked chart about YouTubers and how all everyone on the YouTube leads to the alt-right. <laughs> ridiculous. Yep. I'm sure we're on there somewhere now. I'm way, way, way tiny little dot <laughs> that leads eventually. A but growing it, dot. We're going to be on YouTube. That's our goal. <laughs> oh, yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, I, I unfortunately I think his his was uh he has a he has a way with words. You saw like Braveheart at the end of it, you know? Yeah, and, he also um go ahead. Yeah, he just he's he's probably gonna inspire people. And again, I this is why I think your essay that that you wrote um after the New Zealand one is so important and I I I wish people were having that conversation. Um the Carter, for people who haven't read it, you should go to Medium. Carter wrote an essay about Western civilization and Christchurch. I'll post and, a link. Yeah, I put a link. There's three parts. But it essentially, it's that, it's it's what I was talking about. I did a, a guest uh, episode of a Three Crater Symposium podcast the night before the shooting happened. And we were talking about how the alt-left or SJWs are pushing people towards white nationalism. And, and this is ex exactly what I see happening is, if you are not allowed to, if you make it taboo and off limits to discuss facts or things that are happening, it doesn't matter what the facts are. Let's just say it, what, we, we designate these facts you can't talk about. And if you talk about these things, we're going to call you white nationalists. In fact, we're going to call 63 million people who voted for Trump white nationalists and we're going to call Trump white and we're going to make it so that word doesn't mean anything. You are going to push people towards actual white nationalists because- yeah they're already being demonized. So are you think some people aren't going to make that leap? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I want to make a video about this too, Carrie, but you know, I very broad strokes that the timeline that I see is, you know, humans are very tribal and racist towards each other. Um, then the enlightenment, basically the enlightenment comes along. I mean, there's reformation and some other beliefs. I'm not throwing it all in the enlightenment, but eventually we come up with this idea that like, Hey, maybe we should start, uh, 
not caring about what tribe you belong to and, and treat people like individuals. And it's not a perfect thing, but eventually that starts to kind of roll out and get, get better. And it rolls out predominantly in, in, in cultures that are predominantly white at first, just, uh, you know, we can say by chance or for, for some historical reasons, but whatever, it rolls out in the West as a, as a, as a way to, to think about things. And so we, we get to this point where people kind of aren't, they're, they're trying, they're striving to not be tribal and racist. And then what happens? We have, we have these bad collectivist ideas get injected back into the culture of yes. like, yes, we do need to be tribal and racist, blah, 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 blah. And you're, you know, all of you people who are not all, you know, but a, a large percentage of the population, which are basically white people. And these, you white males are, are doomed. One thing I liked about the podcast that you guys talked about was like, I think it was on your podcast, uh, you're doomed to being in a subservient status. You'll never be okay. You'll never be, you'll never be one of us, no matter how much you're woke you are, no matter how much of an ally you are, you're always going to be the evil person. So you present that as the only option to them. And instead of, instead of them recognizing that like, Hey, this is tribalism. And we were trying to get rid of tribalism. We're trying to get rid of racism. They, they, they readopt it and you force them. You're not forcing them. They have choices, right? But right. You adopt it. They, they, they adopt your, the model that the SJWs are putting forth and the intersectionalists and, and basically the Marxist, right? They're, they adopt this collectivist model because that's what's been pushed on them. And they choose a side. They just choose the other side. They're like, okay, well, if we're Satan, we're going to be, we're going to embrace being the Satan. In this yes. And like, and that's what we're going to do. And you end up with this, this crazy crap. And it's, I'm not taking away agency from the people who do this. It's their fault. They're the ones pulling the trigger. But uh, from a cultural perspective, this is obvious and inevitable uh, if this kind of crap continues. And, uh, you know, you would have to be a moron to not have been able to predict that this will happen from. I won't say that though, because I think it's obvious, but, but you don't have to be a moron. There are a lot of smart people. There are academics who are pushing this collectivist thing. But, and I, but I think they know it'll happen. I, I think I don't. Uh, some of them, but not all of them. I didn't know it would happen. I used to push this ridiculous redefinition of racism and sexism. So that so so here's the thing. It, You're again, not wrong. I'll I'll walk hey, back. Hey, <laughs> walk it back. <laughs> I'm walking it back. Um, there are people who are, again, I always go back to this. There are people who are smart and who have good intentions who are pushing this for whatever reason, don't know what they're pushing. But, but I implore them to, to think about the fact that collectivism will never solve collectivism. It just doesn't. You don't fix collectivism with more of it. You don't say we're going to end this whole dividing into groups and saying these groups are better and these groups are By doing more of that, you get rid of that. And so, yeah. yes, you're right. Injecting, that's the great word, injecting it back into society and making it um, sophisticated. We're sophisticated right. if we believe in this type of racism and sexism. We're sophisticated. We're, um, this has evolved. This is how you actually end sexism and racism is, is to be this kind of sexist and racist. No, it's not. You're never going to do that. You're making it worse. You're part and of the problem. Not, and if you're not a thinker enough to kind of realize that that's what's happening, um, I, you get sucked into the tribalism and, you know, my, I, I imagine that a lot of these people are kind of like, you know, and I talk about the, the white nationalist, um, kind of extremists who are out doing this stuff or thinking about it. I imagine that the reaction of a lot of them is like, well, fuck it. If we're going to have tribes, like I'm defending my tribe and like, 
you've already told me that my tribe is white guys. So that's my yeah. tribe. You told yeah. me that was my tribe. So I'm fighting for it. Yeah. You've taught, if you get them to believe that and then they go to people like Richard Spencer, who is a white nationalist, whose right. lectures sound just like yours, SJWs. He's right. preaching identity group, all the same stuff you are. And you're telling white guys that identity, that race and sex and everything are the most important things about a person and that they should, they should identify with their group. And then they're, and then you're surprised that they're going and identifying with the group. That's they're, they're exactly. And yes, I am equating you with them. Here's the thing. We are so nice to the extremists on the left. We're so nice to them. We, yeah. we would, we would, uh, we would never talk about the media would never, never talks about them the way that they do about extremists on the right, but they are the same freaking coin. Michael Eric Dyson, this friggin' SJW professor. I think I listed him once on my worst people in the world list. You are just as bad as Richard Spencer. Wait, who is this guy? Michael Eric Dyson. He's a professor. He's respected. He's, he preaches this religion. We talk about SJW religion and days like this, I get, yes, I'm angry and I, I'm more angry. And even I tiptoe around, around calling out the SJW left, the authoritarians, the identitarians, the racists and the sexists on the left as much as I do the ones on the right. But I'm tired of that. Like people like him create people like that. And Absolutely. yes, it is. It, 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 this guy, terrorists are responsible. Don't get me wrong. People don't put words in my mouth. Everyone's responsible for their own actions. No one did this, but this not job with the gun, you know, who, who decided this was a good course of action. Um, but you are pushing the ideology you are pushing you are building it you are growing it and so it makes me really sick to see it in action <clears throat> after it happened like on twitter and on, of course on social media where else you see people posting stuff like a friend of mine posted something and it's people i don't know about how um you know this this will never end this senseless extremism will never end and as long as we have a white nationalist in the white house right no there's right. no white nationalists in the White House. You know what? This senseless extremism will never end as long as you say extremist bullshit like that. Yeah. He is not a white nationalist. And, and, and if you, are you calling him that and you calling his supporters that is part of the friggin' problem. Right. You're what's growing white nationalism, not Trump. You are. Right. No, you're absolutely right. And, and actually, it's a very small, it's a very small step to switch. It's not even really a switch. So, from what, from to to become like uh, a Richard Spencer from being an SJW, like the the that the intersectional ideology is saying, you're in this group. This group is all that matters. It's the white guys group. You're in the white guys group. The white guys group is where you're stuck forever. That's the only thing that matters. It's very mm -hmm. very important, and you should feel guilty. And the only difference is for, between them and Richard Spencer is Richard Spencer says, I shouldn't feel guilty. Yeah, that's it. That's it. He everything says, else is the same. Everything else is the same. He's like, I'm gonna, we're gonna take away the guilt, and you're gonna feel as much pride, and you're gonna feel as much superiority as the people about your stupid group identity as the people on the left do about their stupid group identity. Right. Who cares what your race and your sex are? That's where right. we're supposed to be in a society, not in this like. I feel like we were a lot closer there when I we used to be. <laughs> yeah, and then my cohorts this belief system has become so mainstream. You have the Democratic candidates, the only two I can see so far who are not preaching this bullshit are um, Tulsi Gabbard and, and Andrew Yang. And, I, and again, I haven't looked at everything they've said, maybe they've started now, but all of the others have bent the knee in some way or another, kiss the ring, apologize to the mob, speak this nonsense about white uh, toxic masculinity and 
the white privilege and all the, you know, you are pushing this identitarian extremism. You're pushing hatred, you're pushing divisiveness and you're pretending that you're not, which makes it even more sick. And you're in the, and you're in the mainstream. Richard Spencer's not in the mainstream. He's not running for office. Right. Everyone knows Richard Spencer's a horrible individual. That's yes. Yeah. And we, everyone does. And everyone condemns him. Even the freaking president who you like to pretend doesn't like it. it right. I'm, I'm Even really, all of your people in the really angry. dark web, they all huh? condemn Richard Spencer. Everyone <laughs> does. Who doesn't? Like, right. who thinks that's, but you know what? People are starting to move towards him. You're right. There are kids like this 19 year old in San Diego. Like he said, I'm just a nursing student who, who starts to, he, he became radicalized like this because in a matter of months it's in a matter of months and you know what he talks about in his manifesto the same stuff we're talking about about being uh pushed out as a white man and being told he's evil and so you know again not justifying it i'm talking i'm not saying this is not a threat this is not this is simply predictive this is what is real what is reality this is a statement of fact this is going to happen don't you see that it's like saying you know don't put your finger on the hot plate it's going to burn i don't want your finger to burn i'm just saying it will burn (laughs) no no i i i completely agree and this and the manifesto the thing about this manifesto that struck me as uh more quote powerful or or influential to people than the new zealand one a it's shorter so people will read it more but b um he spends a lot more time and energy trying to convince people to anonymously commit violence um the new zealand guy kind of says like oh other people could do it here's some targets um but this guy spends a large percentage of this manifesto really saying hey you can get away with it don't worry this is how it'll work blah 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 i'm gonna get caught but you don't have to get caught anonymous people can do this if we all do it blah he like goes on and on and on about trying to get people he kind of uh, i don't remember if he mentions 8chan or 4chan but he kind of he mentions poll at least uh the reddit poll the i think that group's gone but you know, he kind of calls out to the, the, the quote, brothers in arms or whatever. He, like he, he calls to those people and says, I was one of you. This is very easy to do. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know, I just got converted, you know, a couple months ago. And, you know, uh, you can get away with it. If we all do it, you know, they'll, they'll, they don't have the resources to track us down. I mean, yeah. it's, it's um, that part is, is pretty disturbing because, um, I mean, I do see a lot, a lot more of this happening as a result. So I absolutely do. And all of this, a lot of this was predicted. I know I've brought this up before, but there's this site you guys should read. We should, hopefully we can link this too. It's, um, it's a review. It's a discussion about the book Days of Rage. And it's at a website called status451.com. This guy wrote this in, in January of 2017, right after the inauguration. And a lot of what he predicted has already come true. A lot of it. And there, and there's, he, he talks about what's going to happen if the left continues on the path they're on and then what's going to happen on the right as a reaction to that. Right. And it's happening. Right. And this is, and some of, I think, I think I was pulling it up because I think he even talks about in here. Uh, he's like, the right is going to eventually become really acquaint, uh, well acquainted with non with property violence and stuff like what you're talking about. Like everything he's saying is going to, it's going to escalate. And so, Oh. Right, and there are those of us in society, uh, of many different races and ethnicities and genders, who all want to not be in one of those groups. Right, we all don't give a shit about what group we're in, and we just want to be individuals together in society, treating each other equally. And right. 
um, you know, we're getting, we're going to get squeezed by these people on one side or the other fighting over their tribal territory, unless we really speak out and push back against it. And like you said, not just condemn the Richard Spencers who deserve condemnation, but also the people spouting this same ideology on the left under the guise of, uh, you know, a lot of nice sounding words like equality and justice and, you know, with it, with an air of moral superiority that is um, recognized by legacy media and a lot of mainstream in a way that Richard Spencer's moral superiority is not. And which is, right. which is what makes it more dangerous. Right. I have a story. Can I, can I read this really quick? You can do whatever you want. It's, okay. it's uh, you know, well, I was looking show. for it. It's in that yeah. thing. It's in the status four, five, one thing. He's okay. talking about what we're talking, what, how people get pushed to the crazy part of the right by the crazy left. Um, and he's trying to explain this. Uh, well, before he gets to the story, he's talking about blah, blah, blah. Lefties say, quote, well, that's Nazis. They only do that to Nazis. Nazis are different. You have to shut that shit down, et cetera. He's talking about physical violence. Great. Except that lefties pull the same shut this shit down stuff on mainstream righties on college campuses, all well, the while just, calling them Nazis. Right. Yeah. Hey, lefties said Ted Cruz was a Nazi. Mitt Romney was a Nazi. George W. Bush was a Nazi. I've done human rights work that had me working in proximity to the U.S. military. So at a professional meeting, at a, left, a, a lefty called me a Nazi. So if you tell me that I'm a Nazi and you tell people, I, and you tell me people I respect are Nazis, and you tell me you're in favor of going out and beating up Nazis, guess what? I'm suddenly very interested in the physical safety of Nazis. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you just, right. And I'm Jewish, this guy says. Oh. <laughs> Let yeah. me tell you a true story. Okay, how do you, I, I'm, I'm going to show my ignorance here. The, is it, uh, what's that dynasty? It's Q-I-N. How do you say that? Uh, the Qin dynasty. Qin, okay. In 209 BC, two Chen dynasty army officers, Chen Xing and Wu Guang, were ordered to lead their troops on a march to provide reinforcements. Massive flooding delayed them. They couldn't make their rendezvous time. In the Qin dynasty, this carried the death penalty. No excuses. What's the penalty for being late? Death. What's the penalty for rebellion? Death. Well, we're late. Does that make sense? He's like, and that's the story of the, and I'm going to get this word. It starts with a D, D-A-Z-E-X-I-A-N-G uprising. I don't know history, guys. I didn't learn Sorry, it. Say that again, D-A-Z. D-A-Z-E-X-I-A-N-G uprising. Uh, I'm, I'm not an expert, but uh, I would say, uh, geez. I'm just learning history. I took women's studies in college. That's a shame. I'm not sure how to say it. I don't know. Anyway, he's talking about this uprising. But the point is, like, um, if you're if the odds are like he he goes on to, what's the penalty for blah blah blah? How does full on street fighting start in the U.S. in the U.S.? My guess is pretty much like that. What's the penalty for kicking the living shit out of leftist protesters? Oh, we might be demonized as Nazis. <laughs> What'll they do if we don't kick the living shit out of leftist protesters? They'll still call us Nazis. Right. Like that's the whole point. It's like you can't, you can't call everyone on the right, which I, they do. I, I in my world they do, in the leftist echo chamber I'm in, they do, and even in the mainstream now, 
in, in mainstream media and press, you can't call all of conservatives just like run-of-the-mill conservatives and, and, and people like me, I've been called a Nazi, a liberal. I'm sure you have. You can't call anyone who's to the right of, of Marxists a Nazi and then expect some of the more unstable people to not go there. Right. And, and you know, the, the, the legacy press sometimes doesn't say Nazi, but they use words like alt-right or neo-Nazi or extreme right or whatever. And, it, and that means the same thing in those circles. Yeah. So they, they know that, oh, that means Nazi, right? And they say white nationalists, you know. That's right. That's right. They say white nationalists. Yeah. They so. push this lie. Joe Biden pushed a lie. We talked about it in his... Yeah. He pushed a lie. This is a, this is the front runner right now for the Democratic nomination. Pushed a lie in his opening campaign ad that Trump was excusing white nationalists. There's no excuse for that. Like, I yeah, I'm at. A, I know I'm ranting a lot today. Just really, I'm using the okay. BS word a lot. And sorry, I'm <laughs> just really. That's good. Yeah, it's uh This is this is exactly what you, we don't want to happen. And it feels like it's slow boil happening and the people that some of the elements on the left on my side who have um helped to push this along are just con just continuing to do it in the face of it yeah well so. look uh i mean we've said this before but um you know you fight the battle now and risk social ostracization and ostracization and you know lose friends and have uncomfortable conversations and you know, maybe even have impact at work. You fight this battle now in that way, or you fight it on the streets with weapons. Those are your choices. Because if you don't stop it now, that's where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. This is a depressing episode. Where do we go from here? Have a great week, everyone. <laughs> Happy Monday. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh. I, we oh. don't, you know what we it whatever it we we there was a shooting <laughs> over the weekend we talked about it it you know we don't have to we don't have to end on a positive note no we don't it was yeah we'll talk uh, about positive stuff tomorrow maybe um yeah but, uh yeah. i don't know monday don't is know. reminding people of the culture war day apparently that's fine yeah man monday get your uh somebody somebody oh, anyway anyway we're done right we're done <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everyone. Please follow us on Twitter at Unsafe Space uh, and subscribe at unsafespace.com. You can subscribe to us on a bunch of different ways or subscribe to the YouTube channel, Unsafe Space, uh, aptly named. So uh, we will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Daily Coffee. Thanks.